this is why um, partnering with the community, again, in my opinion, is, is imperative because when it does happen, you definitely want to have the, your community support. Like, hey, we know what these guys are out there doing. We know what they're up against. And we also know that there have been officers killed by these assailants possessing these fluorescent yellow guns, these fluorescent orange guns, under the impression, oh, it's a toy. Until the projectile comes out and, and you know, bad, and bad things happen. Hey, Black and Blue fam, welcome to the Black and Blue Podcast, where we celebrate diversity in U.S. law enforcement. Hey, my name is Dale, and I'm the host, as you see right there as I popped up. I'm out here in the streets because today this is Black and Blue Street Life. If you don't, if you don't know already, that's where I take the podcast out of the studio and into the streets. Today, I'm out here at this beautiful facility out here in Henderson, Nevada. I'm outside of my home state of California right now, and I got a real special guest for you today. He is a tenured law enforcement officer out here in the state of Nevada, and he also is a representative of the NAACP out, chapter out here in Nevada. So everybody, please help me welcome to the show, Donovan McIntosh. <laughs> How you doing, <laughs> sir? Good, 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 man. It's good, it's good. It's good to meet you. Oh, yeah, good to meet you. Good to meet you, man. I'm, I'm glad you, you picked this location here. This is this is a pretty dope location here. Thank oh, you yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's quiet and peaceful, and I figured, you know, this be somewhere where we could, you know, Get, get a good dialogue exchange without being disturbed. Uh, no doubt, no doubt. So, like I said, you are out here in Nevada. How long have you been out here? You a native or? So, um, a little bit about me. Um, I'm born and raised in Trent, New Jersey. I left New Jersey in 87. I joined the military. I served my country uh, in the United States Army for Thank a few you for years. Service. Absolutely, absolutely. I left the Army. I moved to Las Vegas. Um, I came out. I came out after after being discharged, and I came out here on a vacation. And I looked around and I said, you know what? This probably wouldn't be a good. This probably would be a great place to 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 establish myself, pursue a career in law enforcement, and and some educational goals. And so I've been out here since uh, 1989. And I and I've never and well, I've never looked back. Right so now. yeah, so I mean, you've probably been out here longer than you were in New Jersey. <laughs> I actually I have. Yeah, I yeah. have. So yeah, this is this is this is my home right now, and uh, and I and it's arguably one of the best decisions I've made was moving to Nevada. Absolutely, and you still got people back in Jersey. Oh yeah, oh yeah, my um, all my my family, uh, aunts, cousins, uncles. I mean, New Jersey is is still. You know, um, my home away from home. I've, I visit frequently, and uh, my mother, who turns, uh, who has a birthday uh, here in the next couple of weeks, is going to come out here uh, shortly after her birthday to watch me walk across the stage and uh, graduate with another degree. Oh wow! Congratulations! So, thank you. Thank Congratulations. you. Congratulations. What's the degree in? So, so uh, it's in criminal justice and. Um, I know as a police officer, you know, we, we tend to take the easy route. Um, however, having a, an associate's degree in criminal justice, a lot of those classes um, were easily transferred to uh, allow me to get a bachelor's degree in criminal justice, which for me was a prerequisite for law school. So as, as you know, in order to apply for law school, you have to have a bachelor's degree. Right. So. 
you know, I would tell anybody, you know, now, you know, with the amount of time that I've had in law enforcement, you know, as far as a college degree, you want to have a degree that enables you to, um, you know, be successful outside of those, those degrees. What I mean by that is a business degree, an accounting degree will go a lot longer, a lot That's, farther. It's funny, you, it's funny you say that. I yeah. have a BA in, in accounting right. and I've got a uh, master's in organizational leadership. So I, I kind of went the, the different route away from, from law enforcement, like you just said right there. Yeah. A, a, absolutely. It's, it's one of those things where I, I believe it kind of makes you, you, you your skill set one dimensional. And, and when you have degrees in business, you know, outside of, you know, re, re, you know, post-retirement, you could always fall back on on those degrees as opposed to a degree in, in, in criminal justice. So I learned a lot, um, but um, I, I do believe having some of those degrees like in criminal justice and being a cop kind of limit you outside of law enforcement. Well, they, they kind of intertwine together. You, you right. did a lot of those classes in right. the academy anyway. Right. Absolutely. kind of, I mean, you know, granted, it is what you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis, so right. maybe it kind of helps you out if you want to, you know, progress in your career in law enforcement. But um, getting it in something else also makes you more well-rounded. If you get into computer science, you know, maybe, you know, there's a part in your department where you can do something, something with computers. If you right. get it in, in, in management, it's all that, all that. And, 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 and one of the things you mentioned as far as management is concerned, I think it's, it's, um, I think it's a, a, a great idea you know, when you have when you start moving up the chain for for upper level management, uh, uh, command staff to have these degrees in business and management and, and so on and so forth, because I think it makes you more of a, a well-rounded uh, um, uh, uh, supervisor or, 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 or leader when you start getting into budgets and you start getting into yes. the, 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 the numbers that are outside of like your everyday day to day operations with with just patrol. You know, and, and like, again, you know, I believe that a, a degree in criminal justice kind of limits you as as you go up the chain. I think you need that skill set, you know, when you become when you go from being like a, a, a line officer to a line supervisor to management. To management. You need those. Mid-level and yeah, upper management. Mid, yeah, absolutely. Mid-level to upper management. You need that skill set. Okay, absolutely. And uh, but you're looking to get out of that and go into law. What, what, what side of law you, you looking to get into? So, um. It, it's so right now. I mean, I, I'm I am contemplating civil rights, employment law. I think those are the areas that I'm mostly passionate about. But um, there's also real estate law that you know I've grown to uh, uh, kind of lean towards uh, only because I've been a I've been a real estate agent now um, for. You know a few years and so I'm still relatively passionate about real estate but I think I think once I do you know uh, get to law school and, and 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 get my law school legs under me yeah. I, I think I think I'll probably be able to definitively say like what direction I want to go into right, right. Uh, because once upon a time it was patent law uh, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was patent law for yeah, really? patents yeah intellectual property until until I until I learned, like, there's a separate bar you have to take. There's a separate bar you have to take to become a patent lawyer. And most of those guys are, are engineers, have degrees in engineering. And so I said, you know what? Um, yeah, we're going to hold off on that. And, and, I'll, and, I'll, and I'll, stick to, I'll stick to, you know, uh, serving the community, you know, pro you know protecting civil rights and, and, and employment rights and, and so on and so forth. Uh, because again, those are those are some of the areas that I'm mostly passionate about. Right, right. Now you said employment rights and civil rights. It sounds like uh, you said you say you're passionate about that. Is there you know something behind that, or, or why you're so passionate about it? Well, I just I, I think uh, I think I, I think being in law enforcement for as long as I've been, I, I've seen uh, I've, I've seen some things obviously, and and this, I believe the scales of justice. Uh, it's been in balance for for a long period of time. Okay. Uh, for for people of people of color, for people of different socioeconomic statuses, for for just a myriad of different reasons. Uh, and I'll give you an example. You could have um, one person of one background commit a crime, and another person of another background commit the same crime. You might have two completely different outcomes. 
And so knowing that there's, there's, there's been such a, an imbalance, you know, I, what I'd like to do is I'd like to see everybody treated equally, e fairly, no matter, no matter your political affiliations, your religious backgrounds, yeah. you know, it's, 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 to me, it's not about that. It's about a fair and equal application of the law, no matter who you are, no matter how much money you have or don't have. So those are some of the things that, that part. you know, over, over the last, you know, decade or so, you know, I've been, I've just been kind of noticing, you know, some, some trends and, and some different outcomes. And I said, you know, um, I believe, I believe we need more good cops, but I also believe we need more, we need more good lawyers uh, uh, to protect those that can't protect themselves. Okay. So okay. That's, yeah. that's kind of been, you know, my, my, my thing for, for, for a while now. And, and here I am, you know, just, just graduating about to walk across the stage and, 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 you know, I've taken the LSAT, applied for some law schools and I'm just, I'm in the queue right now. All right. So, 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 I mean, we'll, we'll see the saga continue. You're going to stay out here in Nevada? So I did apply. I, I did apply for, for, for Boyd. Um, it is a, it is a great, uh, a, a great school. Uh, I've spoke to a, several alums that speak nothing but great things about it. I've already did the tour of the campus. And so if I had to stay home to go to, to Boyd, I would not be, I would not be mad about that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And, but if you get accepted elsewhere, you, you, you well, are willing to move and so there's a contingency plan for that. Yeah. There's, there's, uh, I mean, I, I really like, uh, ASU, I do. I really, I really like Arizona, Arizona. and then uh, there's some schools back east uh, in Delaware, um, uh, and in, in New Jersey, and in the, in the surrounding area. Right uh, back home in New Jersey. Come, come yeah. back, yeah, come back. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I like to follow my uncle's footsteps and go to Howard. Um, oh, but, but yeah, near near my heart. My daughter's there right now. Yeah, yeah, be a bison. But but the the uh, the deadline. I missed the deadline oh. to apply. So they're like, hey, you know, if you want, you know, if things don't fare well this fall, you know, you could always apply in this next spring. Right. You know, so, I mean, there's, there's, there's pros and cons. Yeah. There's, there's pros and cons because, you know, going to an HBCU, you know, um, as a non-traditional student means something a little bit different. Yeah. You, you, you know, uh, going, going, going back to college, you know, in your 50s, is, I think, is a little bit different when you're going you know, fresh out of high school, you know, in an undergrad, you know, it's, it's a little bit different for me. Like my expectations are a little bit different. You know, I'm, I'm actually going to pursue academic excellence as opposed to going to somewhere where it's a, where it's a party school, you know, where I'm just getting, <laughs> where I want to live in the dorm, yep. you know, I want to hang out and it's just like, you know, that, that, that ship has sailed. You know, for, for, for me, it's about, it's about getting in, learning as much as as much as i can preparing me for the bar passing the bar passing the bar passing, <laughs> passing the bar because it's hurdles yeah yeah and and um you know and can and continue to serve to serve this this great community all right yeah all right. and speaking of which so you said we're uh, a nevada officer out here how long you been yeah so department? so i've been a, i've been a a peace officer in the state of nevada for uh, it's going on 24 years, okay. and it has been an interesting journey to see how uh, law enforcement, how see, seeing how policing has changed over the past decades. Um, when I came in in the late 90s, um, you know, we were still using PR24s. <laughs> you, you know what yes, I mean? Yes. For those of y'all that don't know, that's the the, the side handle side baton. Side handle yep. baton. Yep. Oh yeah. I know. I know. Yeah. You, you know, part, and, know, and, know. And, and 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 to see it evolve into into where we're at now, you know, I I, I remember vividly uh, going going to calls, having to pull over and pull out the uh, a street guide to find out where I was going. And now, you know, technology has advanced so much where we're using GPS. And, and, and we're getting the calls in a more timely fashion and, and we're able to serve the community a little bit, a little bit better. You know, so I, so I, I, think, it's, I think it's a good thing. And, and I also think 
that it's a good thing that we got away from those PR24s. <laughs> we got away from PR24s, and now we have these these tiny little uh, 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 retractable batons. Yeah. RCBs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so I mean, it's, it's good. And, and I think it's good that, you know, we've, we've evolved, you know, as far as, 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 as our tools. You know, we're, we're not, we're not, you know, it's not, well, the PR24 didn't work, so, so now we got to go to lethal. You know, I, I think that the, the training that, that we're afforded now has advanced. The tools, you know, has advanced. And, and I think for that, it affords us more opportunities, you know, um, to, to, to engage and, and police, okay. you know. And, 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 you know, like I said, um, you know, going back prior to when I first started, you know, these guys had... Uh, uh, the saps, you know, and I've heard stories of, oh yeah, yeah, oh, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean the, the the wheel gun, <laughs> you know, and and I'm just like I just I couldn't imagine having a speed loader, you you know, and and, and some of the things that they had, and and fought, didn't want to go to uh, semi-automatics, you know, yeah. fought a tooth and nail, yeah. you know, yeah. I didn't want to get didn't want to didn't want to you know go away from the wheel gun, you know, and the speed loaders. And I'm just like, you're kidding me. Like, why wouldn't you, you know what I mean? Well, that's, well, that's what they say about cops. Two things cops hate. The way things are yeah. and the way, <laughs> oh, yeah, and the way things going to be. And way things, yeah. You, yep. you know what I mean? So so, so it's, it's, it's really good. I, I'm just so happy that I was afforded the opportunity to, to work and learn and be a part of and be a part of change be a part of some 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 change uh in the in the community um one of the things that i wanted to mention was you know uh i had a a huge role in the development of the active shooter uh program okay. that that we develop out here I'm, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with it but it's a a, a no pro program yeah so so so, so so it's it's basically uh an active shooter program that that trains you uh different tactics to address active shooters it's almost like uh um like like almost like like how swat would respond uh and, and these tactics are taken directly out of the army ranger handbook uh so we're using hand signals there's there's different uh, uh, levels to to how we're going to approach, and I'll give you an example. Um, as opposed to arriving on scene, you're hearing gunshots inside. You know, we're outside waiting for backup. We're not doing that now. Yeah. You know, we're we're we're, you know, the the our response has evolved to uh, lone wolf style response. So it's like you know what, people are in there getting hurt. I got to go in. You're lone wolf. You're going in there by yourself. Or there's a lull. Right there's a lull. We got the place around it. We're setting up a tactical team to go in and address that threat. That's 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 it. And I've had the opportunity to go to go train uh, different uh, uh, different police agencies as a master instructor, getting people ready in the event of an active shooter. And so you know that's that's one of several highlights in my career but I think that any agency you know regardless of how big or how small we've seen this nationwide where there's where there's active shooters and stuff and and, and you know people with long guns and, and and all this ballistic gear and this training this will happen in Memphis absolutely but have no have no idea what to do you know and and you know I think I think you know again again for us you know I, I think you know, you provide this type of training, you know, for 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 every agency. You know, I, I think it can help cut down on the amount of lives lost, the perception of the police. No one wants to see the police surrounding a building while people are inside getting hurt. No one wants to see that, myself included. You know, Uvalde, Texas. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And and I, I received so many calls about that. And and the first thing, the first thing that came to my mind was. Did they have this MACTAC training? Were they, were they properly trained? Um, and, and if not, why? Why hasn't this training made its way to, to these smaller agencies? Because what, what, what history has shown is it can happen anywhere, 
any time by any person. You, you, you know what I mean? And, and so it, it, was, it was painful to watch. Um, and, I'm, and I'm not going to go Monday morning quarterback, uh, you know, what, what, they, what, what I would have done if I was there. I, I, can't, I can't say what I, what I would have done if I were there. But in my professional opinion, I, I think that, you know, this, this, this training could have made a difference in, in, how, in the response, you know. So, well... I mean, you know, we, we can morning, Monday morning quarterback because, you know, that's what we do right. in law enforcement. We, you know, we, we do. We, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but we do it, you know, we can do it professionally as well. You know, right. we, we look at, you know, brief uh, during our briefings, you know, we look at videos and we look at, you know, what uh, different things, you know, different officers did right. Different, Absolutely. You know, things that they did wrong. Absolutely. How we could approve upon it. How yeah. we could, you know, if we come upon that situation why you know how we would do it if you know if it comes up on us right um that's why we get these training bulletins too if, absolutely you know you get training bulletins of you know toy guns that look like you know that are that are real guns that are painted orange that are painted orange yeah you, you know you'll get all these different things so that you can say that you know with some certainty uh that if it happens to you you'll know how to react right and and and, and one of the things that i wanted to touch on is is the relationship with the community as far as this training is concerned. You understand? Because there, there are people out there that believe that we have this, this ability to be able to automatically determine whether or not that's a toy gun or not. You, you, you understand? Yeah. And, and, and so, you know, I, I think we've taken a lot of flack, but one of the things that we could do is, while we're being educated, educate the community. Hey, this is out there. Yep. This is out there. And, and we don't have that 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 innate ability to make these split second decisions to to you know shoot the gun out of someone's hand or 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 be like ah oh, well it's orange so it must be a toy gun. <laughs> but, but, but they see Dirty Harry do it. They shoot, right. They see do the, Dirty Harry shoot a gun out of someone's hands from a hundred yards out. Right. <laughs> but 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 again this is this is why um, partnering with the community again in my opinion is is imperative because when it does happen you definitely want to have the your community support like hey we know what these guys are out there doing we know what they're up against and we also know that there have been officers killed by these assailants possessing these fluorescent yellow guns these fluorescent orange guns under the impression oh it's a toy until the projectile comes out and and you know bad and bad things there, happen. There's a reason why they paint them fluorescent orange, exactly, and yellow, and green. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And unfortunately, we have we have we have we have to make these life, you know, uh, uh, um, split second, split decision. second yep. decisions. Split second. You know, like that. Yeah. And 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 it's just like you know, we're, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. But but again, as we're getting as we're getting the training, I think. You know, uh, again, partnering with the community, educating the community is the, the best thing that we could do in the event that something happens. Now the community is kind of like, well, um, we, 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 we knew these things were out there. We were aware that people were doing this. And unfortunately, if, if we can't do it, how can we expect them to do it? There's no, there's, there is no training that will teach you to look at a gun, split second, and be able to discern whether or not it's a viable threat or not. Yeah, yeah. I've so. seen uh, trainings, you were talking about the uh, the active shooter training. I've also seen trainings where they allow citizens to come in and do like the, you know, the, uh, the shooter don't shoot scenarios. Absolutely. And then they can see, you know, the things that we have to see. Absolutely. Uh, on a daily split second decision a like that. So absolutely. that's a good thing you bring in those yeah. community members to see that as well. Absolutely. What we are, we we work for the people. We are we are servants of the people. And again, one of the things that I take pride in is being able to inform the community. Like I said, I I, I try to get out and speak in public, you know, public forums as a representative of of the NAACP. Every every opportunity that I can, because I don't think we do enough of that I don't I don't think we do enough of that I think that uh, in certain in certain parts of of the world 
the relationship between law enforcement and the community is torn. In some places, beyond repair. You know, it's it's this us versus them mentality. And and so, you know, I think I think um, we need them just like they need us, because we're we're not going away, and they're not going away. Right. So we have to find this happy medium, so so we can coexist harmoniously. And I think you do that by baby steps. Yep. You, you, it's 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 not gonna we're not gonna host a a, a barbecue where everybody get together and, and powwow and 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 the next day everything's gonna be great because it's not. But but I do but I do think by you know, highlighting some of the good that we're doing because there's there's officers out there that are just doing a phenomenal job that don't get the recognition because, well, that's your job. That's your job. Yeah. You, you know, but, but you know, you make, you make one error, you know, uh, you know, throughout your, you know, 25 years, you're going to get nailed to the cross. Yeah, ain't that true. You, 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 yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, it was a bad apple the whole time. It just took us 25 years to figure it out. Well, no. He's a good guy who made a mistake because we're all human. You, you know what I mean? And it's unfortunate. Or, or they'll flip it and say, right. yeah, 25 years, you were doing all that dirt. Right. You just got caught now. Right, and you just got caught now. <laughs> you just got caught now. You yeah. know, and, and, and again, it's, it's unfortunate, you know, the, the perception of, of the profession based on the actions of just a small percentage of law enforcement professionals. You know, I, I can honestly say I've worked with task force, I've worked task force details uh, with, with marshals, FBI. Um, I've worked with the ma major agency, just about every agency here in the Valley. And I've learned a lot. And there's some really great people. There's some really great people, both men and both women, out here that, are, that actually take the oath seriously. You know, it's not just a paycheck. It's not just the privileges that are afforded, you know, when you get to carry a badge and a gun. You know, there, there are a lot of professionals out here that take the job serious and actually go out here and give 100% every day. Because it's a thankless job, and you and you and I both know that. We do. You know, but unfortunately, you know, in today's climate, you know, you make, you make one mistake, and, you know, these these little molehills turn into mountains. You, you know, you know what I mean. And 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 we've we we've we've seen that. And and it's and it's just and it's just un, it's 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 unfortunate. It yep. really is. Yep, yep. So how did you get involved with the uh, NAACP? So that's a, that's a good question. Um, I knew towards you know once I, once I got to uh, over twenty years. You know, I felt like, you know, I'm out here on patrol. You know, you have a life expectancy on patrol. Like your body can only take so much being out there, you know, shaking hands and being the, you, you know, looking, being, you're looking being pretty good, though. I, you know, I, good. I, I, I try, but I think, and, and I'm, I'm going to circle back. I think patrol is one of those jobs where you, how can I say this? You give up the right to be out of shape, and that's just me. Okay. That, that, that's, okay. that's just me. That's a, that's a personal, yeah. that's a personal choice. Um, only because, you know, um, I feared, I feared being, uh, um, taken advantage of in the, in the streets, you know, by someone that could physically overpower me. You know, I, I uh, uh, another thing about me is I started a personal training business, you know, shortly after, uh, I was afforded the opportunity to become a TAC officer out at the police academy. And because I was in relatively good shape, um, I got the job as being the lead PT instructor. Okay. So, so, so those are some of the things that, you know, I was just like, man, I just, I wish everyone took this, this serious. You know what I mean? Even from the military, you know, we had, we had annual PT tests that, that made you stay in shape. One of the things that you know, the stereotype that, that we carry is we all eat donuts. You know what I mean? I'm just like, yeah, you know, maybe 20 years ago, 30 years ago, yeah, that was us, but not now. Yep. You know, we're in the gym. We're, we're, we're taking protein shakes. You know what I mean? We're, we're, we're doing CrossFit. We're doing jujitsu because the bad guys are doing that now. 
you know, and we have to be able to keep up with, with them. So one of my biggest fears was, again, you know, when these these guys started doing this MMA, I'm like, I need to I need to stay in shape because the last thing I want is someone to overpower me and take advantage of me. And, 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 and you know, bad things happen, you know. Um, so circling back, um, I got involved with the NAACP's because I wanted to do more for the community. Okay. I wanted, I wanted to, I wanted to be the catalyst for change. When people had questions about the law enforcement profession, I wanted to be able to speak the truth, you know, without, without pointing fingers and, and, and offering solutions based on what I believe. Not, not the beliefs of the agency that I work for. You, you understand, like, yeah. when, when, I, when I'm speaking, I'm speaking on behalf of the NAACP and not any agency, not any, this is, this is, this is Donovan McIntosh, NAACP uh, uh, member speaking. And so, you know, I take pride in when people call me and say, hey, you know, what, 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 do, you, what do you think about, you know, defunding, you know, the, the defunding of the police agencies here and there. And, and, you know, most often, you know, I, I try to, again, educate people, um, you know, on, on, on these buzzwords, you know, because people, you know, you hear defunding the police and next thing you know, everyone's talking about defunding the police. Well, we're going to defund the police. Well, do you know what defunding the police means? Because a lot of people think it means, well, they're going to do away with the police agency, you know, for, for, you know, a lot of these areas that really don't like the police, and that's not what it means, you know. And so when you tell them, it's like, well, they're going to take away money that, that could be used for diversity training, for, you know, other types of training, for, for better equipment to do their jobs better. And, and so when they take that away, now you can't say, well, they should have been better trained. Well, no, you guys voted. You guys voted to defund the police, and so now they're... Now they don't, they don't have these opportunities to get the new equipment, to get the training, but that's what you voted for. So I, I, think, I think, again, educating, 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 so we're all on the same page. You know, I think that's imperative for any law enforcement professional. Um, and that was, again, that was, that was one of the main reasons why I looked at being a member of the NAACP as a vehicle to, to kind of push um, partnering with the community, you know, from, from a law enforcement standpoint and figuring out ways to where we can, we can come to some type of middle ground because, because again, you know, when you look at, when you look at policing in the urban community compared to policing in, in the suburbs, you know, some might say it's different, you know, a little bit, a <laughs> little right, bit, a little right. bit, you, you, you know what I mean? And, 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 and want to know, well, well, why is that? Why is that? You know, why, 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 why are we, why do we police urban America more than we police suburban America? You know, and-, and one, you, one word for you, money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could you definitely with, with make money, that argument. With money comes privilege. It shouldn't. Right. But that's, that's reality. Right. That's right. reality, right? And, and which, which again, is is a, one of the reasons why I'm pursuing law school. You know, because it shouldn't be like that. You know, uh, uh, you know, money does buy freedom. It yeah. does, it does. But it shouldn't. Okay. The Constitution, uh, uh, the laws, should be equally applied to everyone, and it shouldn't be based on anything other than the fact that you know you're a you're a human being you're a citizen of this community you should be afforded the same laws the same rights as this person over here who may not look like you yeah absolutely you know, and you, and when they talk about you know race in criminal justice all you gotta is to me it's, it's class and you can go all the way back to one prime example OJ Simpson yeah yeah, I mean, it's it. That was a, that was a prime example of how money 
could potentially, you know, uh, 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 buy you freedom. Yep. Yep. You know, and and they literally made a made a spectacle of it, and and it it gave unfortunately, you know, it gave uh, law enforcement a black eye. You know, and, and it took a long time to recover. And then, you know, of course, there's been several instances since then. Yep. One step forward, two back. Two steps back. Yeah. And, and it's just, it's sad. But yeah, no, we, we've definitely seen how money and privilege has afforded uh, a lot of people a different application of the law than, say, someone without these monetary abilities to, you know, get the get the, you know, rest in peace, Johnny Cochran's, you know, get the dream team. Right. You, you, you well, know what I mean? Well, well that's going to be, that's going to be you. Well, I'm, I'm going, you know what, I'm going to try. <laughs> I, I'm, 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 I'm definitely, I'm definitely going to, going to try. That's, that's, that's one of the things that, you know, I mean, the place that I work for, I mean, I, I put my time in and, and I don't have to work a day after I retire. I'm set, okay. you know, and they, and they did. They did a great job of, of, of doing that for me, and I'm, and, I'm, and I'm grateful. You know, becoming a lawyer is, that's, that's, that's sheer passion. That's not money. That's passion. You know, that's, that's, I don't have to be here because I need to be here. I'm here because I want to be here. You understand? Love that. Like, Love that. You, you need someone that's going to look at you unbiased. Yep. You know, and, and not make it about, money but make it about well what does the law say what does the constitution say mm -hmm. you know how how what, what what do we need to do to give you the same rights and the same abilities that other more privileged people are are, are afforded what what you understand how can we level the playing field how can we balance the scales of justice how can we balance it yep you know and um I mean, anybody, anybody that knows me will, will, will tell you, you know, when you start talking about laws in the Constitution, there's, there's certain things that I'm just passionate about. Um, one being, and I don't want to get into it too much, but one being, uh, uh, hey, it's just us, it's just us, come on. One being, drop it, drop it. a jury of your peers. Okay. And I've talked, I've talked to judges, I've talked to a lot of people in, in uh, um, you know, that practice law. And that's a great question, because who are your peers? Yeah, well, <laughs> it, de it, de it depends. Right. If you're talking about something that happened on the job, are those your peers? Right. Right. If you're talking about, you know, something that happened out here in this courtyard, you know, are the, are the people of this community, are they your peers? So. Right. Yeah. But who gets to determine who your peers are? You, you understand, and I, and I could argue, and you made a good point, whether it happens on the job or it happens outside of, of, outside of, outside of work, who gets to determine who your peers are, you know? And so those, those are some of the things that, you know, I'd like to, I'd like to not challenge, but bring about a little bit more um, just shed a little light on it. Okay. You know, because I, I think, I think sometimes, I, I, again, I think when you're the underprivileged, when you're the underprivileged, when you're degenerate, when you're unemployed, are those your peers on the bench that have jobs, that are blue collar workers, uh, uh, that have these nine to fives? Are, are those your peers? Right. right. You know what I mean? So I've often, I've often, I've often challenged that, you know, like what determines who your peers are, and who gets to say who your who your peers are, because I can tell you, I've sat in courtrooms and I've seen people that are just like, well, this guy's uh, homeless, and he's using a public defender, and those are not his peers. Now, if you're, if you're going to go by, if you're going to go by age. Okay, so we're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna determine your peers by age group, you know. So yeah, yeah. That's right. just that's just that's just that's just one of many things that you know I just I want to shed some light on 
to make sure uh, in the event that, you know, I have a client, we go to trial, that you're afforded a fair and equal trial and you are judged by a jury of your peers. You know. Wow. Yeah. Sound like you, you got your, your work cut out for you. So. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it is. I mean, but but again, you know, just like just like, you know, law enforcement, you know, being out here protecting and serving is a is a thankless job. You know, uh, people don't realize, you know, we 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 suit up. We suit up to go to battle every day, mm -hmm. not knowing if we're going to come home. We don't we don't know. You, you, you understand people just, you know, they're just like, hey, well, this is this is what you signed up for. This is your job. <laughs> right, right. You, you know what I mean? Like, no, like no. You, my job you, isn't to die. Though. Right, but exactly. My job isn't right, to die. right. Just, just like your job wasn't to die going, going to the movies, going to church, going shopping, going to school. Yep. Yeah, you, you, did, you didn't intend to get hurt when you went to these places. No more than I intended to, to get hurt. However, there's an inherent risk for both of us, and 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 we've seen that. We've seen that, and so again, you know. Um, I take pride in trying to teach both civilians and officers on just how to be vigilant, you know, what, what to look for, how to respond. You know, some of my friends are teachers. They're like, well, we're scared. They're not going to arm us. That's a liability. You know, what, what, what should we do? You know, uh, uh, kids are bringing guns to school, you know, and, and that's another thankless job, you know. And, you know, I, I think we need to again come to some some middle ground and and, and 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 train our teaching staff you know to to not be to not be victims you know to to protect not only yourself but the students you know from other students and and, and it's a shame that you have to say that in this climate but it's but it's the truth yeah no doubt no doubt hey donovan hey man i appreciate you coming out and oh yeah Picking out this this pristine location here. Oh you know, yeah, yeah, people yeah. People coming yeah, by, man. people interested in what we doing and, yeah. and all that. But hey, we not done here. I talked about that. We are gonna do a little little quick fire question and answer here okay. to get you out of here. This is my um. What do I call him? What do I call him? My, my black lightning round. Oh, got me all, oh this is the black lightning round. This, okay. This is black lightning round. This is. Okay. got me all twisted up here in this beautiful location. We are here in front of this casino. I wish you guys could see it here on camera here, but uh, this casino and this beautiful thing out here <laughs> yeah. in, in, in Lake Nevada. Is that where we're at? Lake, Lake, Lake Las Vegas. Lake Las Vegas. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful out here. So, but let me let me throw a couple of things out here for you. So, um, there's been a lot of movies made about Las Vegas over the years. What's a better drama about Las Vegas, Casino or Ocean's Eleven? Ooh, 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 that's a that's a good one. Casino or Ocean's Eleven? My favorite, my favorites. Um, ah, old school Vegas would definitely be Casino. Okay, a hundred percent. Yeah, and and I've had the opportunity to talk to some some people that were around during that era, and and it's befitting. Uh oh, but modern day. I mean, Ocean's Eleven. Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, All right. abso absolutely. Okay, what's a, what's a better comedy about Las Vegas? How about uh, The Hangover or Las Vegas? You seen Las Vegas with uh, Morgan Freeman and Robert De Niro and the oh, old yeah, guys yeah. coming through? Which yeah. one's a better comedy? Hangover. Hangover. By far. By far? Absolutely, by far. Okay. And only, only because I've seen it. Out, out of those two. I, yeah. yeah. Hangover is, Hangover happens every weekend in Las Vegas. It, it does. It does. You got to understand. You got to understand. Every weekend, someone's having a birthday party, turning 21, getting married. Yep. There's a bachelor yep. party, bachelorette party. Yep. Every weekend in Nevada, that movie Hangover is being filmed. <laughs> For real. For real. So, somewhere, somewhere in, yeah. in, in the valley. So, yeah, yeah I, I've, I've yeah. seen it with my own two Hangover, eyes. no doubt. No Absolutely. Doubt. I, so I just heard that the Oakland A's from, from baseball thing are moving out here to Vegas. Yeah. Um, what NBA team would be a good team to move? Aside from my Lakers, because they ain't going nowhere. Ooh. What NBA team would be a good team out here? You might get you home, but if it was, if it was going to be a, a team moving, what, what would be the best fit for you guys? Well, I mean, I just, I mean, I'm a, I'm a Nets fan. Okay. I, I am, but I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to take that. They just right. got to Brooklyn. I wouldn't want to take that from 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 Brooklyn. 
Um, I, I would have to say, I mean, the Supersonics. Yeah, if they come back, you know, they, if they, they if go, they they're come, going back to Seattle. They, right. Well, they, I mean, we're, we're, we're getting the Oakland A's. Um, I, I think it's going to be a good thing. One of my friends, you know, we were talking yesterday, as a matter of fact, about that. And one of the questions were, how, how, how do you think it's going to do? And what he said was, you know, we, people are at work typically during the week, you know, during yeah. baseball games. And I was like, I didn't even think about that. I didn't, I didn't think about that. But the good thing about it is Las Vegas is a 24-hour community. That it is. So, so you know, I, I don't... I mean, baseball's, I, a, I, baseball's a big during-the-week type yeah, of sport. Right. They even have it, and, and, and I always trip out on that, they have, like, afternoon games and most people working. Right. People will take off of work, though. So right. They'll, they'll see their Dodgers. Absolutely. They'll see the Cubs and all they that. They will. And, yeah. and, and, and hopefully, uh, uh, God willing, you know, I'm, I'm here in Nevada... Um, you know, I'll probably still be in school, but be able to go see my Yankees play. Okay. So, yeah. be, so I, I think I think it'll be a great thing. One thing I can say is, I've been to Raider games. Stadium's packed. People still, will people that work on Sunday still, will find it's still the Raiders. Though. It's still the Raiders. <laughs> it's still it's still the Raiders. And, and that's, that's what they're saying about the the A's. Yeah. You're still gonna have that same management unless that all changes when they come here to Vegas. It's still gonna be the still gonna be the A's. One of the things that I can tell you as an avid, foot, avid football fan is I'm a I'm a Giants fan, a huge Giants fan. Um, the perception that the Raiders had when they were in Oakland, when they were in Oakland, they came here, it just it changed. It's it's a more and not 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 to not to discredit like the diehard fans. Uh -huh. But the stories you would hear about the games in, in Oakland, the fighting, the violence, you know, there's a there's a holding facility yeah. at, you know, in the stadium. It's like, you know what, we have I mean good good hard working people that pay yeah. good money to come see, you know, this this local team. Some people that have never had a team before, mm -hmm. you know, are now, you know, Raider fans. And 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 we've had a following um from 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 California to come out to watch the Raiders play. Oh yeah, no and doubt. And it has been nothing but pleasant. Yeah. Well, first of all, I'm sure Metro Metro PD don't play that. No. Right. And, no. And, no. And secondly, no, no, it's, no. It's, it's kind of bougie, you know. Right. It's it, kind it, of bougie. It it, it, it it really is. It, and, it's and, not open. And and it, it's it's you you can you can tell the different. The energy is different. Okay. You know, it's it's. I mean, Las Vegas is. You know, one of the biggest misconceptions is, you know, where, you know, everybody that lives in Las Vegas, we we on the strip, we live in casinos, and 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 that's the don't you? We we don't. We li <laughs> we live in beautiful you, communities you live like on a, this. On a, on a penthouse. Absolutely. <laughs> at the top not. of the, the no. area. No, <laughs> we we have we have families. Uh, our kids go to school. Believe it or not, yeah. you know, we work nine to fives. But they learn how to count cars at school, though, so, right? Most of them. Most of, most of them. <laughs> they they do. There's a class for that. But, but I only say that to say, you know, Las Vegas is not just about the gambling, the, the shows, you know, the 24-hour the, the debauchery. You know, we have beautiful communities out here in the suburbs where it's just, it's peaceful, it's, it's tranquil, and we go to Raider games. We do. Okay. You, you know, right. so. Yeah. This is supposed to be a lightning round. We get, we get deep into the Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, what duty sidearm you carry? Ooh. Uh, Glock. Glock. I, I have a, I have a, I have a okay. forty-five, two nines. Okay. A lot of, lot of ammo. All right. <laughs> a lot of ammo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, you said you're in real estate. How's the real estate market out here in uh, Vegas? So again, um, it's a, it's a, it's a growing community. Um, I don't do a lot of. Um, marketing you know I, I get clients by word of mouth and one of the things I do not as an agent but as a consultant is just give you facts like this area right here top five safest community in the nation you're gonna get a better return on your investment living out here that's what I do okay you understand like I don't have to sell you a house earn a paycheck I have paychecks coming for the rest of my life thank God to the the law enforcement profession right but when i tell you when you're looking at your portfolio either starting a centerpiece or adding to it put your money here 
is going to yield a bigger profit based, based on data than moving over here long term. Yeah. You, you understand? So, 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 so those are some of the intangibles that, you know, that I bring, you know, being, being a veteran, being, working in law enforcement is the honesty. Yeah. You understand? And, 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 and it's not, and it's not about the paycheck. It's you buy here, trends have shown in this period of time, you're going to get a better return on your investment. No doubt, no doubt. And uh, hey, hey guys, uh, out there, if you're listening to the podcast right now and you're hearing all the background, <laughs> we are out here in the public, in the courtyard. Oh, yeah. And, and there's business as usual going on here. So, yeah. hey, f f forgive the sounds, but this is showing black and blue street life here. So, this, we are out on People the People are actually People. working, like doing doing all types doing, of work. There's work a, yeah, yep. there's, there's yep. a lot going on here. Say, as a little bit of authenticity. To the podcast right now. Well, there, the you right. <laughs> there you hey, go. Hey, so so you were talking about uh, everything's not casino life, but have you ever won big at a casino? Me, so um, oof, that's a good question because not being a gambler, I can tell you, uh, working in a casino in the gaming industry for about ten years, I have put five quarters, and I'm dating myself because you you don't, most machines aren't coin operated anymore, right. but I have put co coins in going through uh, uh, the supermarket and won. Okay. And taking my money and left. There you go. So yeah, I, I mean, I've, pull, I've had Pull some, it out, pull it out. Don't, don't, don't I, let it ride. I don't want to say luck. I've had some, some good fortune. Because okay. I don't believe in luck, but I've had some good fortune putting my money in machines and being able to walk away with more than I started. Then you came in with absolutely no doubt no absolutely doubt, no absolutely doubt. all right um what's your favorite patrol shift Ooh, so um swing shift mids Which is, what, Mid, what, what hours are those three to one okay three yes. three to one and i and i'll tell you why first of all day shift you got to get up too early and i've never never been a daytime never since i've since i've been out here for 30 plus years i've never been i've always worked swing shift um because you, you come stumbling in the house too late. That's why. <laughs> so, so, so in my in my thirties, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, you got me pegged. But but you get you get you get the evening. Uh, it's busy, but you still get a little bit of the daytime business action. And if you work on the weekends, I mean, being able to work on the weekends in a busy area, I, I think, is where you do the most learning. Um, when, when you're on when you're on patrol, as a as a patrol officer, that varies depending on your job description. Um, I would tell you um, now I'm on I'm on graveyard, but I chose graveyard because I went back to school. So 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 it's not it's not as busy. It's not as busy. And out here during I mean swing shift, it's busy. It's it's, it's busy like we we earn it. You know, it's 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 nonstop. It's call to call. You know, we're going from one end of the city to the next, and 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 you know, at the end of the day, you know, when we're when we're hanging up these sweaty vests and we're all in there in, in one piece, I mean, that's the biggest reward right there. Yeah. As we went out there, we put it all on the line, and 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 and. I'm I'm about to use that for my swing shift people. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm a day shift guy, so I work days. And, uh, and we rely on the swings when they come in. We could take a little break, you know, <laughs> go have our lunch and all that, let them handle all the calls for a little right. bit, and then right. we get back out there. Right. And then by the time we get back, you know, it's almost time to go home. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. No, I, I think, I think, I think so it, much, it much, much respect. To you, well, to I mean, absolutely. But, but it also depends on the family dynamic. Yeah, true that. You know what I mean? Like, I think, I think working swing shift, if you have a family, wife and kids at home, like you want to be home with your kids. Yep. So day shift might work. You know, or, or graveyard. You know, it just it, it depends. But but if you want to get out there and learn, um, graveyard or swing shift is a good place to to sharpen your skill set, to get out there and make those stops, get those interviews, improve on your interview, your 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 uh, your, your your skills. You know, and then graveyard was a little bit slow. You can perfect it on graveyard. You know. I mean, we're, 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 there's a reason why you're out four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Even, even in Vegas. <laughs> it, it, even it in is. Vegas. It is. It's, it's, it's just like, you know, it's like, okay. I mean, cause everybody doesn't walk down the, the street carrying a big screen TV at four o'clock in the morning. It's like, you know what? I'm, they don't? 
No, they don't. Oh. Not out here. Well, okay. but, 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 but it's it's reasonable suspicion to be like, you know what? Let me see if this guy needs some help with this TV. I'm going to go talk to him. I'm going to talk to him. I'm going to go talk to him because his TV's yeah, big. Yeah. And he's dragging the court. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> right now it's, it's April, so it's pretty good temperature out here, but it's, it's going to heat up. What's it like working in those uh, those 140-degree Vegas so, summer days? So it's it's to, to really fully grasp that, you would have to put on a corduroy suit and and walk into a Dutch oven and close it and sit there <laughs> and sit there and sit there believe it or not believe it or not um, I've worn long sleeve shirts my well I've been in long sleeve shirts over 20 years to keep the sun from baking when I started we had the crown Vicks and 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 I was on day shift and the sun would cook my arm oh yeah it would cook it and 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 I was just like, you know, I forget where I learned, but but overseas, uh, I forget which which country, but they wear long sleeves year round, and it's actually better for, it's actually a better protectant. Yeah. You know, and ever since then, people are like, why are you wearing long sleeves? I'm just like, because it it, it actually does a better job protecting my skin, and you just you get you get used to it, even even before the tattoos. Because a lot of people wear long sleeves because of, because you know, depending off if your agency has a tattoo policy, um, I'm just like this is actually better. Yeah, and, 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 and you get in a little scuffle, you have less skin exposed when you're grappling on the ground and, and doing stuff. So it's actually it's actually a protective barrier in the event that you might have to engage, okay. you know, saliva, uh, blood, uh, 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 contaminants. You know, goes on. You have a, a a barrier of of protection as opposed to going directly on bare skin, skin, skin. skin. Yep. Absolutely, no doubt, Absolutely. no doubt. And your last one here for you. I know most of the locals don't go to the strip, so where do the locals go to have fun? Woo, that's a that's a good that's a good question. I mean, I go I. I they go, go to they I go, go to places like this. I go, I go here. I, I go here. I mean, this this is a great local community, and I think depending on where you're at, I mean, everybody has their favorite, their their, their go tos, their watering holes, or or their their cigar bars. Like I have a cigar bar here, some uh, uh, Irish pub here. There's a pizza place right there. There's an Italian restaurant down the street. There's a Mexican restaurant right there. There's a wine bar right there. So, as a Henderson local, like this is this is where I go. You know what I mean? This 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 is my comfort zone. This is where I find peace. But rarely, rarely, um, unless unless we have to go on a strip, unless we got family in town, like like I do right now, like we're not on the strip. We're 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 we're, we're just not on the strip. We are not on the strip um, dealing with that high level of debauchery and nonsense because it's it's a lot sound like me the last couple of days <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it's 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 uh it's uh it's it's a blessing to 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 have the option to to go down there and and do some fine dining and and and, and act like a tourist you know sightsee you know and then Bring it on home to, uh, you know, where, where it's a little bit more peaceful and quiet. Yeah. All right. Hey, brother, man, I appreciate you coming I on. Appreciate I appreciate you, you coming I'm on glad, to the I'm show. glad we were finally able to connect, man. No and, you know, next next time you out, you know, I don't know if I'll be retired, but, uh, you know, maybe we follow up and, and, and see how I'm doing in the, in the you know, in, in law school and, and what other oh, yeah. ventures that I yeah. have going on. Lots of luck on that. Lots a of luck on abso that. Absolutely. Hey, absolutely. For, before I get you out of here, though, how about some words of wisdom as we got the, uh, the quinceanera coming through here? Some words of wisdom before we get you out of here. Always, always have a plan B and a plan C. In our profession, we're not afforded, we're not guaranteed 20 years, 25 years always have a plan, have a contingency plan in case you get into some altercation that's life-changing, you know, and, 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 you're, and you're not able to do what you could, could once do. And um, understand that, uh, you know, we, we, do, we do a thankless job. Um, 
We're, 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 here. We're, we're paid a good salary to protect and serve, respect it, um, treat people how you want to be treated, and um, you know, you put, you put good out there, good will come back. Good will come back to you. Yeah, good will come part. back to you, man. Love it, man. Thanks for coming out here, bro. Absolutely. Appreciate absolutely. you. And uh, hey, man, it's, it's starting to get a little bit, a uh, little busy out here now. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it's, so, it's, we'll wrap this up. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. It's getting a little, yeah. yeah get, get you over to the pub and we'll. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go over here and have an alcohol-free beverage. Alcohol-free. Alcohol-free. Shirley Temple, I mean, like, these, these guys take good care of me. Yeah, all right. All right, bro, man, I appreciate you. All right, man. Be safe. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yo, that was a dope interview I had with the Nevada police officer. Donovan McIntosh. Hope you guys enjoyed the environment out here and the public as people walking by and hearing all the sights and sounds of that. Hey, I appreciate all you guys checking out the podcast here, checking out the live here on YouTube. Hey, you can check me out everywhere at Black and Blue US on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, TikTok, all that. Make sure you check me out. Till next time, my name is Dale. This is Black and Blue Street Life, like that says. Check me out. I'll be back here in two weeks with another, not back here, but I'll be back on the pod in two weeks with another amazing guest, another amazing interview. But till then, y'all know how it is. Stay black and blue. My name is Dale. I'm out. Peace. This has been a Nature D Entertainment presentation.